0: So I I went through, you know, about a year and a half of chemotherapy, gained 60, 70 pounds, lost all the hair in my body, lost lost my friends, lost everything. So I was in remission for about a year going in for a checkup for the first cancer. They found a second cancer and diagnosed that with a type of of illness that affects three out of a million people with a prognosis of 6%. So imagine, you know, three out of a million people get that type of cancer. If you have a hundred people who have it, 94 die my friends were out you know chasing girls and their hormones were kicking in growing hair in unusual places on their bodies you know i was losing my hair i was losing my friends i was losing everything and developed a completely unique and different perspective on life you know eighth grade 13 years old and it was in that moment i decided that i didn't want to focus on not dying i wanted to focus on living
1: to another episode of The Burn. I am Ben Newman and every week we target the opportunity to bring you individuals performing at the highest possible level in the world of sports, in the world of business, entrepreneurs, athletes. It's just incredible the stories that we hear every single week. And this week is going to be no different. Sean Swarner has an unbelievable resume. Now, you guys know, a lot of times I don't share a lot on resumes, but I got a hit on some of these things. Listed as one of the eight most inspirational people in the world, Sean has climbed Mount Everest, the highest peak on every single continent. He's hiked from pole to pole, completed the Ironman in Hawaii, and he's done that overcoming two rare forms of cancer and having one lung. So you all know that when we come to this show every single week, there's no excuses. We get straight to it and we're gonna do that today. Just to help you better understand to frame the let's not make excuses and let's take action and what Sean has done in his life. The two cancers that he's overcome You would have a better chance of winning the lottery than getting those two cancers and actually overcoming them. Sean is an inspiration. Sean is a man that has no quit in him. And when we talk about that burn, that underlying fire that ignites your why and your purpose that causes you to take necessary action at the highest level, Sean Swarner embodies it. Sean, welcome to the burn. I couldn't be any more excited to be able to have this opportunity to spend
0: time with you. Bam, man, man, I definitely appreciate it. I sure hope I can live up to that uh, that awesome intro. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: hey, you almost don't have to say anything. We can just take the intro and what you've done and let it just, let it, let it just speak for itself. It, it interview's over. <clears throat> let, let me start with this question. Hel- help people better understand, because this is what's like really incredible for me, just your health situation, right? Because people are making so many excuses. What is your health situation? Tell us a little bit of the story and and where that burn
0: comes from for you, that real fire. Absolutely. So my whole story actually begins when I was 13. Um, That's when I was diagnosed with advanced stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. And as an eighth grader, the doctors told my parents, hey, your firstborn son only has three months to live. So I I went through, you know, about a year and a half of chemotherapy, gained 60, 70 pounds, lost all the hair in my body, lost lost my friends, lost everything. Um, So I was in remission for about a year going in for a checkup for the first cancer. They found a second cancer and diagnosed that with a type of, of illness that affects three out of a million people with a prognosis of 6%. So imagine, you know, three out of a million people get that type of cancer. If you have 100 people who have it, 94 die. So you're you're absolutely right. And th- and this with with the with the odds of me surviving both of those it was actually it was actually closer to winning the lottery four times in a row with the same numbers. So it's it's even Oh it's, my it's God. off the charts. Which is which is
1: I I also want to highlight, I mean, you were you were a recipient of the Don't Ever Give Up award, which is from the Jimmy Valvano Foundation, and you actually shared that statistic with his brother I, did, I didn't realize that part of it. So everybody listen to that again. Winning the lottery four times in a row with the same numbers. numbers.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm a living, breathing, walking miracle. Uh, because the, the second time around, the doctors told my parents that I had 14 days to live. I mean, I, I remember being 16 years old, laying in the hospital bed, and a man of the cloth came in and started reading me my last rites. And you know, the first thing that thought that went through my mind was, what the hell? I'm, I'm not dead yet. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Anyway, it was kind of like the um, the beginning of Monty Python, Meaning of Life, I think it is, where they're they're going like with the the um, uh, the barrel, and they're like, "Bring out your dad for the for the Black Plague." And they toss it <laughs> like, "But I'm not dead yet." Well, you will be soon. Like, well, thank you for saving me. But, I mean, it was, it was my life. I, I grew up completely differently. While my, my friends were out, you know, chasing girls and their hormones were kicking in, growing hair in unusual places on their bodies. You know, I was losing my hair. I was losing my friends. I was losing everything and developed a completely unique and different perspective on life.
1: Yeah. Perspective is the word that I, I thought of, you know, cause a lot of times when I talk about the burn, You know, for me, the concept comes from having gone through significant adversity in my life. So my burn comes from tragedy, adversity, having to get up. Yours is the same. Many people struggle. I I haven't been through anything like that. And I think you would say the same thing. We wouldn't want anybody to go through what you've been through. I wouldn't want people to go through what I went through. But the reality is it gives you perspective sometimes to fight through your pain. Because some people, I think they hide from their story. So, how much of your story, your perspective, has played into? I'm going to go tackle Everest. I'm going to go do this Ironman. How have you? How have you used that fire to really push you to do some of these things that some people would never
0: even think of attempting? Great question. I think you're absolutely right <clears throat> because there there were nights I went to bed not even knowing if I was going to wake up the next morning. I mean, imagine laying in bed getting ready to fall asleep, but being terrified to fall asleep because you don't know if you're going to wake up again. That that was where my, my, my one of my perspectives developed. So I think now, you know, getting at, you know, peeling back those layers and getting to the burn, I think I'm more afraid of not living than I am of dying. Mm. Like, say that <laughs> again. I was going to say, say, let me say it again.
1: again.
0: I, <laughs> I am more afraid of not living than I am of dying. Because, like, first of all, how many people in the world are alive, but they aren't living? You know, because, like, like you said, I don't want people to have to go through what I went through to learn what I've learned. You know, that, that would just be tragedy. I, I don't want that at all. So, but we can, we can choose to change in a state of, of pain and suffering, or we can, we can, I'm sorry, we can be forced to change in a state of pain and suffering, or we can choose to pain to, to pain, to change in a state of joy and learning and openness. You know, it can be a choice or we can be forced to change. So I think if, if people are looking for that change, they don't have to go through what we went through. They don't have to go through something traumatic. You know, you can choose right here, right now, if, if there's one thing that has control over you more than anything else change one thing. You don't have to change a thousand things a day, just change one. You know, and then the compound effect over time, that one thing will change other things, but just start somewhere. The same way I climbed Everest, you know, with with one functioning lung, people thought it was, they thought it was physiologically impossible, but you don't just go from, you know, base camp to the top of the mountain. You have to start with one little step. Same thing with changing your life. If you want something different, do something different. Mm, I love that if you want something different do
1: something different and so many people they, they just they're they're they have an inability to just take that first step and I love one of the things that you just mentioned one of our past episodes with Dr Jason Sel world-renowned sports psychologist he talks about channel capacity you can only focus on one thing at a time and people want to take on everything and so I, I would almost want to hear from you what's the message? for these people we've all overcome covid right now right everybody's come through this some people hit harder than others some people have lost loved ones whatever somebody somebody's um thoughts on covid are we've all come through it so what would you say to somebody it's almost like now we've got this this new opportunity as we're coming out of covid right what would the challenge be and we're going to talk about your summit challenge but how would you politely lovingly challenge some <laughs> challenge somebody to say okay maybe you haven't been through what Sean's been through maybe you haven't been through what Ben's been through but now you've been through something that was really so, like something we never thought we'd see in the world so now you've got perspective how do you challenge somebody to just take that action like how do you how do you lovingly tell them there's
0: no excuses you have to take this action well first of all whatever anyone's going through that's it's it's real for them you know, my, my battle was, was cancer. You know, I don't want people to go through it like I mentioned before. And I, I ended up climbing and doing something that no one in history has ever done before. And people say, well, I could never do that. Well, it doesn't matter. Your challenge could be getting up off the couch and walking around the block. Whatever your Everest might be, it's real to you. If people are coming out of COVID, you know, that's their biggest challenge. So be it, it's real to them. But what I would suggest is find what means most to you tap into your personal core values because if you don't if you don't know what you what you value how are you going to move forward because if if you focus on your personal core values you can look back every evening this is what I do i write down five things i'm grateful for that happened that day not you know i'm happy for my health my my family my house that's just general stuff five specific things that happened that day i journal about one of them And about why why I feel that way, because that helps me tap into one of my personal core values, which may be family, you know, or personal growth or something like that. Because if you can focus on just one of those and start building that up, you're not going to go through something traumatic and look back at all the things that didn't happen, all the things you don't have, all the things you couldn't do. You'll be grateful for everything that you do have, everything that you can do. I love that. Absolutely love that. And then that,
1: that gratitude, that perspective helps you look at situations differently, connect to that fire that lies inside of you. Because a lot of people struggle with the burn if they haven't been through tough things. So let's talk about the real application of the burn. So we can pick one of the summits on any of the continents. We could pick Everest. We could pick the Ironman. Man. But I want you to take us to the mindset, because we all have it when we challenge ourselves. I want to quit. I'm not going any further. Or maybe, I don't know if my lung is going to hold up. What's the conversation you've had with yourself to connect to that burn, to go back to the perspective, I've been through the tough stuff, to keep yourself going, to do these extraordinary things
0: two things. And if I forget the second one, remind me, it's like, (laughs) remind me. You owe me another. If you only know if you're
1: one, you're going to owe me another.
0: (laughs) Remind me, just, just remind me Christmas. And I'll I'll go back to that. Okay. But the the burn for me, it came from when, and I was listening to while you, while you were speaking, the burn came from when I was 13 years old, battling the first cancer. And I was 60 pounds overweight on my hands and knees in the shower floor, weeping, utterly hopeless. Chunks of hair were coming out of my hair were coming out of my head. I lost all the hair on my body in that, in that one time I was in the shower. And I remember pulling chunks of hair out of the drain, crying my eyeballs out so the water could go down. You know, eighth grade, 13 years old. And it was in that moment I decided that I didn't want to focus on not dying. I wanted to focus on living. Because I look back at it now and I think to myself, what would have happened in my life if I kept constantly telling myself, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, as opposed to, I want to live. It's the same thing going up Kilimanjaro or Everest or anything you have. Let's say um, an entrepreneur, when they get into uh, the stock market, I would say, for example, do you think they go in there thinking, uh, telling themselves, I don't want to lose money? No, they go in there and they <laughs> think to themselves they want to make money, right? same thing you're driving in a car you, you whatever your focus is on you start sliding on ice whatever you focus on is what you're going to be drawn towards so you're walking down the street you're telling yourself uh, "I don't trip, don't trip you're going to fall on your face you turn it around, stand tall expectancy walk, theory long. exactly yeah. so you have to focus on what you want not the avoidance of what you don't so yeah. I, I wasn't telling myself on the mountain, on Everest don't fall Every step I took, I literally told myself, the higher I go, the stronger I get. The higher I go, the stronger Mm. I get. How many steps am I taking up and down that mountain? Hundreds of thousands. Over and over, the higher I go, the stronger I get. The higher I go, the stronger I get. I physically feel that eventually because of the mind-body connection. So another thing, Christmas, so you didn't have to remind me. Christmas, yeah. (laughs) I take people up, this is Kilimanjaro in my background. I take people up there once a year as a fundraiser for a cancer charity. Um, we, we actually, we pay for a survivor's trip. Anybody can go. We pay for a survivor's trip and then that, that survivor who's on the trip has to fundraise for next year's survivor kind of paying it forward. And it's, it's like, I've, I've been this, the top of Kilimanjaro now 20 times. We're going again July 24th. Wow. You get to a stage in your life where it's a lot like Christmas. You get more out of giving gifts than you do receiving gifts. And it's the same thing getting people up to the top of the mountain. I've been up there a number of times. I know I can make it. I know where the where the rocks are. I know where the danger is. I know where the good parts are. I know where the bad parts are. What I love, and this is going to sound really bad now that I'm thinking about it, what I love is getting people to the top and seeing them cry. I love seeing those emotions coming out of people, because that's what a lot of people lack is that emotional attachment to the end result. Because when you're struggling, and when you're pushing yourself all night to get up to the top of this mountain, and all of a sudden, it's like this emotional release where you're just in tears. That's success. That's happiness. That's why I do what I do to help change other lives. I absolutely
1: love your, I mean, if people can't feel your passion and the clarity and focus, then, then they're not living. Uh, I know everybody will not have the chance to go to the top of Kilimanjaro with you, but everybody does have the chance to have a challenge with you. So tell us about your summit challenge. With every, Everybody can learn about it, summitchallenge.com. But But tell us about your summit challenge, because I know you want to inspire people to really push themselves to do more. So help us better understand the challenge.
0: Absolutely. So it's it's a culmination of a lot of different things and years of, of, of ideas and concepts. It, it, it started when I started doing research on different programs. And if you look at it for the past 50, 60 years, the, the personal growth industry has always been some person up on stage or some guru saying you need to do this, this and this and this will be your result. And it's usually, hey, you, you do A and B and you'll make a million dollars in a month. You know, the only person who's going to make a million boxes a month is the guy that you're paying to, for the program. So that, that just doesn't work. And people are motivated by different factors, you know, for learning, learning, for example. You know, some people learn by reading, some people learn by doing, some people learn by, you know, visualizing, whatever it might be. And then, it, it, again, it came from the concept that after every presentation I gave, there were a handful of people who would come up and say, that's a great story, but how did you do it? Because mm. my first goal literally was to crawl eight feet from the hospital bed to the bathroom so I wouldn't soil the sheets in the hospital. And then I climbed 29,000 feet to the top of the world, You know, doing something that people initially thought was physiologically impossible by climbing the highest mountain on the continent with one functioning lung. And then again, I started thinking about Kilimanjaro. The average success rate on the mountain is 48% for everybody who climbs. My groups were at 98%, double the average. So I'm thinking, okay, well, why are we so so much more successful than everybody else? Then I started putting together that what I learned going through the treatments, battling, fighting for my life, I had been instilling in the people who were going up the mountain with me. Helping them tap into the personal core values. Helping them, them tap into a deeper purpose, a deeper burn. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what the summit challenge is. It's a series of seven different modules, three weeks per module, where you learn something new in each one of those modules. And at the end of the seven, the seven program, the seven module program, you now have a, a tool bag of, of climbing gear to use in whatever situation you want. And for every person who signs up with a membership, I'm going to give away a free membership to a recent cancer survivor to help them with that transition themselves.
1: Sean, I I love it. I love your passion. I love your fire. I love that you've taken your story and you've made a choice. I will be a force for good. And I am not going to move towards dying. I'm going to move every day towards living. And I will never forget what you just said. With every step going up Mount Everest, I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger. And to everybody watching, I think that's our opportunity every day when you connect to that burn that lies inside of you is to choose it to take on your challenges in life. Choose it to get stronger with every single step that you take. Sean, before I sign off, how can people stay connected with you and learn more about the challenge?
0: Uh, that's easy. Just go to seanswarner.com. Sean, like Sean Connery, the, the proper way. And then, <laughs> and then the Warner Brothers will just slap an S on the front. seanswarner.com.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sean. You you are an absolute inspiration. And uh, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. And to hear your story and to see your passion helps me know That uh, individuals like you are the ones that people need to be listening to because they're encouraging people to connect to that burn and to shift that perspective, which helps us get through life. Make sure to share this episode. Make sure to like, make sure to subscribe, but share this episode. Here's the challenge for somebody that is currently facing adversity. Somebody that you know needs to hear Sean's inspirational story. Somebody who's having trouble putting that one foot in front of the other for them to realize that inside of them is everything they need to get stronger with every step. And also make sure down in the caption that you pick up your prize fighter day, your opportunity to learn what it takes to win every single day. You couple a burn and perspective like Sean has with the daily process that causes you to win and you too will feel stronger with every step that you take.